If there is one consistent characteristic amongst all agave species, is that they love difficult terrains. Due to their metabolisms, they can grow and thrive, where most living entities will have a miserable time. There are many artifacts that humans have developed to protect themselves from such unfriendly environments, from sturdy leather boots to 4x4 metal trucks. But no artifact is more prevalent and more diverse amongst mezcaleros than hats. They can be made from a vast number of materials, and they're not only there to protect your skull from the sun. Some mezcaleros, like Victor Ramos in Miahuatlán, are experts at curving the hat's edge over their eyes to prevent exploding stone debris to blind them during a tapada. Hats are also there to fix a mess of a hair in a heartbeat, especially if you have curly, chaotic hair like I do. Without further ado, let's talk about hats. Hello everyone, this is Chava Peribán, and this is Heritage Mezcal, the podcast about all things agave that delves into other bizarre things. And today we are talking about hats. So hello, Laura, welcome. Thanks for coming by. May you care to introduce yourself. Hi, I am Laura Ramos. I'm from Guadalajara, Jalisco, and I am the designer and founder of Belrio. Belrio. And I... Do you remember how we met originally? Like, I, I don't quite remember the first time. I think it was because of Marcella, right? Yeah, it was because of Marcella. We were in Tetetlan. Oh, that's like my past life. How, how long that was ago? Like six years? Seven? Probably five or six years. We were so young. We were innocent. <laughs> we, were, we had like such clean souls. And back in the day, uh, Marcella Chavarria, which uh, I will very much recommend everybody to Google her project about, what, what is it, black silk from China? Yes. It's no, Yes. Yeah, noir. And uh, some, some jewelry that her mom does. or Yeah, yeah, Clara, which yeah. Clara is the most elegant woman I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Right. We all aspire to be Clara one day if we have enough means and enough class. Uh, maybe we one day will become Clara. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, you're really nervous, and I see you across the room. You, why are you so nervous, Laura? Like uh, this should be easy for you. You talk to everyone. You're like super bubbly all the time. I know. I just don't like to be on the spot. On the spot. But today <laughs> you are in the spot, and the reason why I really wanted to have a conversation with you is because. When we first met, you were making hats and you, and at least this is what I understood. I, I maybe I, I don't quite get things sometimes, but you, you were really interested in a period of time and a number of people using certain hats. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Well, I do hats. The brand is called Berrio because of the Jean-Paul Belmondo and Dolores del Rio. And so the period of time where these two people were in life, it was the La Época de Oro. The Golden Age. The Golden Age <laughs> and Nouvelle Vague. Well, Golden Age of Cine Mexicano, no? Of Cine Mexicano. Yeah, yeah. Not, 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 not like the Stone Age, not like the Bronze Age. It, it was... Uh, so Cine de Oro, which, which, which years are we talking here? Around 40s and 60s. Hmm. It's older age. About 20 years, probably. Um, 
Well, yes, I was very interested in that. Has started in Spain. Well, most of the people said that it started in Spain. And in Mexico, they say it started in, in Guadalajara mm. with the charreria and the sombrero charro with the horse riders mm. in Jalisco. And specifically in Querétaro, in San Luis, for workers that were in the with the uh, sembradios. Yeah, they, they were planting corn. They were planting corn, mezcal, tequila, and all that. So they need to cover his head mm -hmm. from from the sun. So they needed um, hats. So that that is super interesting because you're right. I just had the chance to go to the anthropological museum for a five hour tour. And there's not such thing as hats that the indigenous people of Mexico were using, right? Yeah. Like, hats they, were just not a thing. Yeah, they yeah. were just not a thing. Well, they were a thing, but you can also see, like, rich people will use another type of hats, and workers will use another type of hats. They were made for from palma leaves or papel de arroz, palma, and where they were more, like, uh, expensive, they will use kind of the Guerrero ones that are Palma Tlapehuala, hmm. which are more, o sea, los, son más vueltas en, en los tejidos. Y son so tejidos they're tighter. They're yeah, like... They are tired and they do all the hat by hand. Wow. So it was it was even a class distinction yes. which hat you were using that will tell you a lot about if you were the owner of the hacienda or you were really high up in the hierarchy or if you were just like planting agave out there. Yeah, totally. That's so interesting. And so, but you were more, I mean, I, I most of the people listening to this, maybe they don't know your brand, but uh, you do really fancy stuff. Uh, like all your hats are, I will guess, more of the uh, owner of the Hacienda style than the worker of the Hacienda. And uh, they were also the ones worn during this golden age of Mexican cinema, right? Yeah, the ones that are known by everyone that are the Cordobes, which is the Spain one. The typical Tejano, La Tejana, and the Indiana, like in Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's why the name of uh, Indiana? No. Yeah. I mean, it's the name of the Indiana because that's the name of the of La Orma. Okay, okay. Like the shape, the, the shape geometry. Of the hat, of it, yeah. yeah. But it's not because of Indiana Jones. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I do that, those. And I also do the accessories. That mm -hmm. are like kind of the essence of the brand. It they are chin cords and hatbands made of charreria, and they are be really really beautiful. And that's like the extra that we have. No, I love that, and I think like before I met your brand, you know, like uh, this is gonna sound so bad, but a lot of the hats that I saw on people. They were cheesy, you know, they like, yeah. I, I didn't like them at all. They're like, I don't know about that. <laughs> but yours, like, it's interesting because I think the fact that you're using geometries or you're using designs that are part of a tradition that were developed during the charreria, that were developed for actual functional reasons, and then that all of your accessories are also linked to that, it sorts of grounds the, the designs more, no? Like, I... It, it, it doesn't give me the creeps. Like, yours is... I have never worn a hat in my life. And uh, you were very uh, nice to give me one. And uh, and I wear it all the time. Yeah, thank you. Well, that's what we're trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm super curious because now... Uh, I mean, I, I, I've been following your brand for a while. 
And I've been doing a few things with fibers. Yeah, I'm more are... into natural fibers right now because mm. you can experiment a little bit more and you can create more like new shapes out of the normal ones. So I am really interested on that. And if if I can find some like residuos de fibras naturales, try to incorporate them into a hat and I don't know, make something fun and different with with them. Which is interesting too, because you started sort of on the more Spaniard tradition of hats. And now you're starting to move back to more of the indigenous materials that have been always been present here, no? Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. And do you have a favorite fiber right now? Is there a fiber that really makes your head heartbeat? I mean, I love palma because it's easy like to blend and to try to coser. Yeah, to sew, yeah. to yeah, to assemble. And mimbre, it's it's a hard leaf, so it's more hard. <laughs> but yeah, usually like fibra suaves, it's what I like the most right now. Really? And in terms of geometry, are you looking into some traditional designs? Are you just coming? Because the last ones I saw were like the most avant-garde uh, <laughs> versions of yourself that I've seen out there. I think you used to be like very, um, I don't know if the word is classic, but now I see you like taking a, a few more chances. Well, it comes from natural things. Like I have one that it's called uh, Semilla, which I think it's related to a cacao semilla or like a coffee bean. And that's how I make it. But I I don't know. The other one is called mazorca. And I think it's really a mazorca. And it's made by mimbre. And like, they just come. And I just try to recreate them with the leaves. But I don't know. Obviously, they don't, they are not the same. But... It's really interesting trying, trying to play with something like that. So you're what you're saying corn cobs or cacao beans, and you're like, yeah, that that looks like a like a hat yeah. that, that I want to make. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I was I was super obsessed back in the day. Well, I don't know if you know this, but I I studied industrial design originally, and I was. I was not super interested in drawing things, and I I I I remember the first time I uh, I I sort of knew that uh, the approach to design that I wanted to have was when I found hikaras, and I was like, "That's already perfect. You don't have to do anything to that thing. You know, like it has the perfect weight, the perfect shape, the perfect scale, the perfect texture. That's it. If you can recreate this in metal, if you can recreate this in wood, if you can recreate it in many other things, that's it. Like you don't have to draw anything. Like yeah. nature solved it for you." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really like that. Yeah, so that's why that's the the shape I am taking right now and the line I am going. Has it ever happened to you to make hats that are actually meant to perform work? Because, I mean, I, I love how they look, but have you ever thought about making hats actually for, for the workers or for like people that do sports or something that it's like on the rougher side of things? I would love to do that. Like... Probably not all the workers because we already have plenty for those. And I think they work really well. And mm. they also have to be super cheap because, well, for workers, they're the whole day in the sun and they have to change them constantly. But maybe for sports, I would like to get into that. Lovely. Do you have a hat that 
you bought from somebody, like from their bodies? Have you ever seen someone in the street wearing a hat and be like, I need that hat that that person is wearing and bought it? Yes. Okay, yes, I need this story. I need this but story. But I, I didn't buy it. What? <laughs> because they didn't tell me the name of the store. They they tell me it was a gift. And oh. I I couldn't get it. And it, wasn't, it didn't have a brand. But w- 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 how did this happen? Like, can you give us more, more information about this? I was walking in La Paz. And in La Paz, as in Baja La, California? La Paz, Baja California, yeah. yeah. And I saw a couple and they were carrying like... they. They probably were from Europe and they were like, you know, these tall people with like all this elegance and everything. And they were they were wearing a hat and it has a chin cord. So I also get interested in chin, in chin cords because in La Paz, it's very windy. Yeah. And so I was interested in that hat and I just came across and asked like to the women, oh, can I ha- can I know like where your hat is from and just take a picture? And she was like, ah, I don't know because well it was a gift and I don't know if he has a brand. But and I was like, can I check at least? And <laughs> yeah. she was like, can I check this out of your body <laughs> and, and check? She didn't let me. No. No. So first she was like some sort of like royal some. Well, I don't think so, but no. She <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But yeah. Okay. It's okay. It's, it's it's okay. You will you will get over it. I have my own. <laughs> yeah, you have you have like how many hats do you have in your house? I like I have plenty of them. I love it. And do you see like obviously you're gonna keep on doing this yes. for the long run because I mean I I think you're very successful at it. I, I love the product that you do, and I don't think a lot of people are doing it uh, like in in a weird way. Um, no, there's a bunch of people doing crappy hats, but I don't see like the quality that you work with being done a lot lately. Yeah. And most of the people works with Fieltro, Mm. which is like the cheap, the cheapest version. And I don't like to work with that. Why? I just think like it's a lot of waste for the environment and for everything. It's super cheap. It's not good quality. I prefer quantity over quality. And well, I the other way around, no? You prefer quality, quality over, over quantity. quantity. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> You're very nervous. <laughs> yeah, I'm very nervous. I'm sorry. And I don't know. I prefer like just to have something special than to have what everyone else have, is having. And, right and and actually, that's that's a great point. Can you tell us what kind of materials do you use for your hats? Yes. I use pelo de conejo. Uh, well, rabbit's hair. Rabbit's hair, beaver's hair. I also do palma, eh, mimbre, eh, papel de arroz, lana, wool, wool, and that's it. That's it. Okay, so you never go to felt. No. That's an uh, like so. If you see somebody with a felt hat, you judge them. I don't judge, but <laughs> I don't like them. <laughs> you just don't like it at all. Yeah. And do you see like how do you see the future? Like what what will be where where would you like to take your project? Is there anything uh, is there anything new that you're working in that you can share with us? Like yeah, how how does the, well, look, the future look like? I'm not. I'm working in these natural fibers, and I would like to take it to the next level, like with some reciclados and like. Try to experiment more with other things rather than uh, wool or natural fibers, or like just try to use waste as a base of, hmm. of of recycling of my hats, 
And I would like them to see everywhere. Like, I get really happy when I see a person wearing Belrio. The other day you spotted me in the street and you didn't recognize me because I was wearing the hat. And I think you were just looking at the hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I know when it's my hat. <laughs> really? Like, yes. you have that sixth sense. Yeah. I love it. You recognize your children. <laughs> <laughs> it is my baby. Hey, well, Laura, as promised, uh, this was not going to take too long. I, I can leave you to rest now. It's uh, really a pleasure to have you here. Thanks for coming to the studio and I'll see you pretty soon. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Merci. Adios. Adios. Thank you so much, Laura, for sharing your expertise and passion with us. I believe that using nature as a guide to come up with new designs is completely aligned to the Mescalero's ethos. So I hope that you keep this approach for the years to come. Roy Sierra was in charge of all sounds and music as always. This is an independent production that I fund using my savings. So I hope you enjoy it. Toda la suerte y nos vemos prontito. 